it's a beautiful summer's day. The breeze is um, stupendous. What are you listening to? You're listening to the Get to Know Podcast. What's happening, guys? This is Liam, and you are locked into the Get to Know Podcast. If you're listening right now, big up yourself. I appreciate you, and you have excellent taste in podcasts. As you could hear from Chris Eubanks at the beginning there, it is a beautiful day outside. I am shooting off as soon as this intro is recorded. There is a bicycle and a canal with my name on it. Shout out to all the people following on the socials. Shout out to the new followers, Asesia. Shout out to everyone interacting with the posts. Shout out the first time listeners, last time listeners. Yeah, man, big up yourselves. Make sure you're subscribed. I don't want you missing any content. Also, make sure you're following on the socials. Twitter, Get To Know Pod. Instagram, Get To Know Podcast underscore. Facebook, at Get To Know Podcast. Okay, so today... I'm joined by a real legend in the Wolverhampton music scene. This guy was, he's probably the first Wolves rapper that I knew of. And he's just gone from strength to strength over the years. And he's still bare young as well, man. It's nuts. He makes grime. He makes dancehall. He has had his own radio show on BBC done a few headline shows and he's just released his latest mixtape Radioactive which you need to check out today I am joined by the one and only Vital Powers it's the get to know podcast and i am joined by a legend from the wolverhampton music scene vital powers how you doing bro what are you saying king we're here man finally made it you got me landed <laughs> <laughs> trust me hey um it's a privilege to have you on man honestly like someone of your status like i'm looking forward to this a lot man it's a blessing to be asked man so i just want to say thank you for even like you know uh, reaching out and, and making a link because sometimes you know you know how Wolverhampton stays bro we don't always connect with each other how we should so the fact that obviously you're from the ends I've known you for how long it's like how could I not say yes and say thank you as well you get me love bro so uh what how's it been for you recently I know lockdowns there's an end in sight apparently but yeah how, how are you dealing with things at the minute I've been so optimistic I'm, I'm my birthday is June the 20th I'm acting like June the Ooh. 21st is my actual birthday right now yeah, I'm man. fully Why pretending not? but Let's just be a hundred with it, fam. It, it's not gonna happen, bro. But I'm I'm optimistic. I've booked holidays and everything. You get me? So yeah. We'll see. You get me? I'm reaching the <laughs> I'm reaching Dubai and Portugal, hopefully. But yeah. Ooh. Hopefully. Nice, man. All right, man. Yeah, fingers crossed for you, bro. All right. So to kick things off, we're gonna do the quick fire round. So I'll give you a series of questions, and you're just gonna pick your preferred answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So, firstly, English or maths? Uh, maths. 
Messi or Ronaldo? I'm not a football guy, but I'm going to say Ronaldo because I feel like it's more legendary. <laughs> Films or TV series? Right now, I've been binging, been watching these, these series, you know, so I'm saying series still. Cats or dogs? Oh, I think I want a dog, but cats look after themselves. But then if we're talking metaphorically, I don't like cats. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'll say, I'll say dogs, you get me? Orange juice or apple juice? Orange juice without question. I'd even have to let you say apple juice, bro. Orange juice for life. Jeez. Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, I've got a PlayStation, so I'm after wrong with that one still. Yeah. Apple or Android? Apple. Don't even Jeez. let's not have this debate, bro. Let's not have <laughs> let's not have this debate, bro. You get me? Nike or Adidas? Nike. Kanye West or Jay-Z? Oh. Jay-Z, Kanye West has messed up his image a little bit. But let's just say we take away all that 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 weirdness. I would say Kanye. But in light of, you know, who I would probably aspire to be like. It would be more of a Jay-Z, relaxed, calm, rich, doing what you need to do, supporting the people mm. there. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. He's a Gemini, that's why. I'm a Gemini, so I, I feel him. I get him. You get me? Okay. You know what? People always struggle on that one. That's like that's the most con- conv- uh, answer with most conviction I've had to, to that answer, the question, sorry. Do you know why, though? It's because it's like Biggie represents one type of a person. Tupac represents another, but they come from the same space, like the mm. same mentality. So it's like, you know, like naturally you could be like a, a reserved person or a more open person. It's almost like that, but either way, you're still kind of jumping both spaces. But yeah, I would say Tupac. Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man is my guy. Instagram or Twitter? Insta, forever. That's why That's why my, my replies were so long on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Winter or Summer? summer just because winter just does too much stuff to my to my mental health to my skin it just it messes me up man but summer so I'll, even though i get hay fever but summer yeah and finally what is your favorite holiday destination uh the favorite place the best place i've been was literally dubai about two weeks before covid started but i would say my favorite destination oh um it, it might be Jamaica just because like it, it obviously links to my, my 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 you know my timeline my life my 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 family and whatever else but also it's just such a beautiful place and it's misunderstood but also it is dangerous but it's like it's just so conflicted and contrasting and amazing but you have to mind yourself and you know what I mean I love the idea of that man so Jamaica yeah why do you say it's uh, misunderstood um I think because well there's it's misunderstood, but in a weird in a weird way, don't go don't go there feeling like say you're going to to I don't know to Tenerife or to Hawaii. It's, that's not the vibe. You get me? Mm. If you stay in the tourist spaces, you'll be fine. If you come out of them, you'll be fine. But if you think you're some uppity rich person and you want to talk to someone a certain way, you'll get checked very quickly, and you'll now walk and leave the country thinking it's a bad place when no, you're the bad person. For, for thinking that you can talk or move a certain way, you know what I mean? So it's like you have to be really be about yourself, be, sorry, be about your understanding. Like, but that's like anything, anywhere you go, you can't just walk in and assume that you're important. Like no one's more important than the next person, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'll just say just, you have to be wary in places that are not familiar to you or at least have an understanding, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. 
All right, so, Vital, to get into things, can you talk to me about growing up and how you got into music? Um, me getting into music, I think it was more of a... It was a family thing, it was a friend thing. It was growing up in a place called Donstone with Marines in Wolverhampton and just being around people like Zio, Klepto, Wesley, my friend Justin, uh, he used to be called J-Double, a friend called Antonio, and all of these people rapped. These people rapped before I even knew what rap was, if I'd be 100, 100 with you, because I really grew up on like reggae, dancehall, and then American music, but in the sense of like Michael Jackson and I ain't rapping, you know what I'm trying to say? So when I started to hear like, I don't know, like like the two packs and, and cause I'm like, I was born in 1991. So like, you know, as a, as a, as an aware person, you're not really aware of what you're listening to to at least about nine, 10, 11, 12, you get me? Mm. So by then, Tupac's dead, but I'm hearing his music. By then, Michael Jackson's in a weird place in his career, but I'm hearing all the old stuff. By then, Eminem's just the, just become the guy, if that makes sense. 50 Cent's about to become the guy. So those are like my little influences, you get me? And then a lot of it obviously was Jamaican culture. So me growing up, hearing all these different kind of American, Jamaican and English artists, you know what I mean? like. Dizzy Rascal, Kano in his in his younger times, Jamie when he started, Skepta when he was a DJ, DWE. <clears throat> it was like those are the things that I think molded the way I make music. Like if you really listen to my stuff, it's grime, it's dancehall, it's rap, it's drill, it's it's all them influences. And I can't, I've never been able to choose one. I've never been able to stay in one space. I've never been able to mold a sound that's one sound. Like the last song or the last thing musically I released was a dance or freestyle before that was a very and that was upbeat energetic the thing before that was something called tier four hella depressing and it's rap the thing before you know what i mean like it's just like i go with i go with emotions when i think that's the gemini side of me and that like allows me to just dip into different spaces of me um but like having all them influences i remember being anywhere between like 9 and 14 but i think it's more close to the 14 space and like my friend um my friend wesley's name's any wonder wonder right now he was like, yo, no, I've, I think I've asked him how to like write a lyric or whatever. And I don't think he ever directly showed me, but he therefore, I therefore watched what he did, you know what I mean? Um, but I remember he had, a, he had a few bad boy lyrics and I, like he would spend, no, like four days, five days writing four lines. Yeah. I would spend, now hear this though, but I would spend like 10, 20 minutes writing 16 lines. His four lines blew me out of the park. But on top of that, I still remember them now and I don't remember what I wrote then. So it just shows that like, you know, putting your energy towards your craft really and, and really defining like, you know, the way you execute uh, lyrics, your cadence, your flow, your vibe, whatever it might be. That's how you create longevity is by working on something very hard. So I have tried to take the two approaches, working naturally and working like logically and specifically to kind of build an idea. So even like, I know we haven't spoke about it yet, but when I get into the project that I'm going to drop, that's one of those kind of four bar over four days kind of energy. Like okay. I spent years perfecting different tracks. When I dropped my last EP, that was done within like the month before I released it. So that was just like of the moment, you know what I'm trying to say? And it's good to have a, like a variation when it comes to music, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. And it's, you can tell you've had loads of different influences, man, because you will, you do just like jump from one genre to another and I'll proper rate that. Like, when you first started out, were you ever, like, apprehensive about trying different things? Because, you know, a lot of people, when they start off, they might think, okay, I want to try and make my name in this. So, they might think making a different genre is a little bit like, oh, nah, I don't want to do that. Did you ever feel like that? Or was you always like, nah, I'm just going to make what I want to make? Do you know what it is? I just don't care what people think, bro. That's the honest truth, bro. And I had to learn that from young because I'm not making music to be the richest rapper 
or MC. I'm not making music to be the most or the fastest or the most talented or the, the most rated. I literally make it because I like making it, bro. So mm. if I derive, if I, you know, divert from that goal, from the idea, I won't enjoy making it. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, bro. I make money from music because anything you do, you should be able to get paid from it if you do it well enough. You know what I'm trying to say? But in the same breath, like there's there's routes you can take when you start any career. You know what I mean? If you want to be a vid, if you want to be, I don't know, an an, an an actor, you could just record yourself and do little things and put them on YouTube. If you want to make money from it, then you'll need an agent. Like you know what I'm trying to say. So there's like there's there's techniques be before you even put your creative talents to the public of what you can do depending on what you're trying to do you know what i mean so like i said it's for it's for the love and i'm not trying to be cheesy or anything like that just, like you you can see i just put stuff out it's not like i'm saying yo this is the one that's gonna get me number one no if it does sick yeah like you know big up you get me but i feel like falling for that especially because i'm like older now when i'm 18 i could be i could have been in that headspace i may it may have been i don't know but i can't be 29 chasing remember say rapping that is a young man's game you get me and when i say a young man i mean literally anywhere from 10 to 20 that's like it's a young man's game so when you kind of leave that bracket you have to reassess how you move around it because you'll be chasing things you don't understand i can't be saying scudder and lit and all these things in my because I, I never grew up on them words bro like i don't like i can say them but it's, it's it's not gonna relate because i never grew up on that energy so i still say sick I might even say heavy, I might even say wicked because that's the stuff I grew up on, you know what I'm gonna say? And then people who, who care for that will respect that. People who don't care for that won't, and that's cool. Cause it's, again, it's not about, and I, and I have to be careful with this. Cause I'm not trying to say I, I don't want to make money. That's crazy. I definitely make money. I definitely want to make more, but it's not the focus. It's not the only goal. It's like, I want to live comfortably off music. And I think I can do that by just being, you know, giving you your music and, and, and creativity that that is authentic, you know what I mean? And if I'm wrong, I'll find out when I'm dead because I'm never going to stop, bro, you know what I'm going to say? So it's all good. Mm. So, well, what what do you think of people that kind of don't have the approach where they are just trying to make the, the money from music? Do you think that do you think that has a negative effect on, on, on their career? If that's no, their primary no, goal? No, 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 no. You remember saying like every, every, like each to their own. I think it's as simple as that. Like I, I will never knock someone for selling out like doing something that they don't really want to do to make money i would never knock someone for doing it correctly and doing it efficiently getting a manager an agent a, a, you know publicist to make a career out of it you can't knock someone for choosing what they want to do the only thing i ever have an issue with is if like like don't 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 do something and then knock someone else down because they're not doing what you do that don't make no sense mm. you know what i'm trying to say like and the other and the other thing is like you know there's always that issue about about drill and it being negative and i'm like and i always reply well grime was negative 10 years ago and before that hip-hop was negative or whatever it might be like it's just the same cycle that we're going through in 10 years drill will be where grime is it won't be selling as much but there'll be a whole infrastructure and scene around drill and then the next thing that comes out it's gonna be so mad in fact the next genre that comes out i guarantee the first person to do whatever they're doing on it will go number one because we've we've we're learning as especially in the black community how to you know support ourselves and build ourselves in 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 rooms in in certain realms in certain spaces um like where we can like be self-sustainable you know what i'm trying to say yeah. again going back to even before grime when it's garage that was a weird one because it's like that was such a niche that it almost wasn't even 
um, what's the word, targeted or, or, or created necessarily by black people, but we had a big, you know, piece in making the creativity. So because we never like developed that, that's why there necessarily was a better infrastructure and you would hear music all the time and it would be on TV and adverts. But grime is definitely from the grassroots of the, of the ghetto, of the ends of the block of the hood, whatever you want to call it. So because it's from there, anyone in an infrastructural place won't understand it. So they ain't going to put no money into that. Hence why it's taken so long for like a cane, not even a cane, but like certain artists to have continued success in that same genre, if that makes sense. But now drill, people are just saying like, to be fair, like the racism, the racist ain't there as bad. So man, man in certain, you know, companies and, and um, labels will put the money in because they're like, well, we don't care who it is, we can make some money from them. And that's the re relative is that they're treating it like a business um, rather than running with their feelings. And, and that's the truth, you know what I mean? So yeah. So what do you think's led to the change? Like where, you know, rappers now, like UK artists, like, the big grime grime artists rappers like if they're a lot of them are getting number ones and you know they yeah. do really well in the charts like even just the other day gets got number two like what do you think's changed to get us to that point again it's that because it, again remember say gets is a grime artist at heart regardless if he makes rap or whatever yeah. so even if he puts out a whole, a whole album of garage it's still a grime win you know what i mean um, Stormzy's coming as a grime artist who does a lot of rap, but his albums have been very gospel focused with a with a with a with a mainstream element. So, and then J-Hoss is just raw mm. Afro rap. So, yeah. bear in mind, a I'm sure J-Hoss has got a number one. Yeah. Slow Tight has got a number one. I don't mm -hmm. really listen to his music directly. Um, Digger D, who's the first drill artist to get a number three. Yeah. You get me? So it's like it's it's bigger than it's bigger than like a BPM. It's it's the whole scene of basically where we come from and we can dress it and name it whatever you want obviously don't call it urban but you know what i'm trying to say like we can black music it's it's it's, it's one big scene um i think the change is just growth it's just nothing but growth and it's like i was watching something he gets the other day and it's like he watched and i and i i've always said this myself he watched like a lot of the american scene and he watched himself like him kano jama skepta he watched where where they were at the time when they came and they were the generation before the generation before the generation that are going to make it if that makes sense so ghetto said he played the long game he's like right, cool i know i won't get for example the success or the respect or the dues that i'm deserved or the number one year one but it might be a 15 year run before i see it as all i have to do is stay in the game and that's literally what he's done so from his other album i'm not sure where it came it could probably like top 50 or top 25 i don't know but I know it was in the charts because his, his album before that, I think it was Rebel Was A Cause, I can't remember, then Ghetto Gospel Part 2. But the point is, I think the one before Ghetto Gospel Part 2, that was the first time he ever charted in general, like just at all. Yeah. So it was, you could see the trajectory. You look at Skepta's last few albums, the one mm -hmm. with Chip and, and Ads and then the one with himself, both of them went number two or number three. And then before that, I think, um, no, I'm getting this wrong. So I think, Chipping ads that that with Num that one went number three, and then, and then I think his last Insomnia. two solo albums went two, two and three. Yeah, that's well, that's my point though. But like before that, he wasn't in them spaces. He wasn't in them conversations. He was going, he's going top top like top ten on on the iTunes charts, which is a whole different space and not really accounted as a real official chart or whatever it want, wherever you want to be. But it just shows that it's not that people care more. It's just that remember say a lot of the audience for Grime 
were like my age, so they were like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Man ain't got no money to pay for music, bro. But man, now at 29, I've got subscriptions in Apple Music and Netflix and Disney. So wherever you put your stuff, I can consume it now and you can get a piece of the pie. I'll go to the show. I just bought Gets tickets. Like I'll go to the show because it's now, now I'm not even buying into something I like. I'm buying into something I've grown with, I've, I've grew with. And that's a different level. So this is why it's so important to, one, keep being yourself consistently because even if people don't buy today, they'll want to buy for at least minimal nostalgia if you're still there and still active. If 50 Cent did a tour right now and it just made sense, I would go because I want, not that I want to hear in the club and them tune, I want to hear like many men. Never seen him perform that live, but I know what that tune did to me when I first heard it. Like even, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's different. But if Eminem, if 50 Cent said, um, I'm doing a tour with all my new music, I might not care, bro, because that doesn't relate to me. You get me? I remember when Kano did a tour um, and he toured Home Sweet Home. This is like 2017. Bridging, I went and I bought my tickets so quickly, fam, because even if he performs new music, it's cool. But he said the tour's called Home Sweet Home, Reunion or whatever. Man won't hear that whole album, fam, directly from, you know what I'm going to say? So it really is about nostalgia. It is about, you know, people being old enough to consume, oh, sorry, pay for music that they consume. And then also just the dynamics changing. It's streaming now. Um, people will buy because realistically, what's 99 pence? You know what I mean? Um, and then on top of that, every every artist has the control of their own their own audience now. It wasn't before you didn't even know who was gonna buy your stuff. You have to just assume that people will go out to the shop and get it. Now you can see you have 250,000 followers, and let's say the engagement rate is like less than 10 percent. So you know anywhere between 10,000 to 25,000 people actively see what you're doing. You mustn't get them all to pay a pound. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Running down, running down, running out ups. Never did nothing, get harassed by cops. Way back when, man, bop to the shops. Yeah, now we book flights and we fly non stop. Told man once, twice, freeze. Man could have sent, had my scent, I repeat. Man, why know why I big up the knees? Car keys, love war, and he's poor on the beats. Still got a million tunes for the streets. Still don't rest, got stress to release. Check now, now, for my inner peace. And I go beat bay, put it down on the sheets. Then man, dare get scared when I speak. Send me with Jinx or RTT. Send me with Cardo or LB. Send me if you send me more time, just me. Big man, watch my age increase. Man, just grow and flow on beats. Yeah, I love me. Want teeth man seed? I'm here like your girlfriend's weave. Quick man for a dead MC. What's next man's done TV? Yeah, highs and lows, cause man don't cheat, don't sell no A, B, C, four, four. Y'all get it still one D. Don't want no tricks, just treats. Run teeth, I day love sweets. Keep them chicks there at arm's reach. Violent how my heart did change. Chocho needed lost them ways. But by God and all his grace. Straight and our man's back set pace. Running now, running now, running now. What? Man got run right out of his block. Now we drop tree for the tunes or flop. So, like, at what point did a music career become like viable for you? What time did you, when did you think that, like, you know what, this could be a thing? I never know if. The thing is, I keep getting surprised that it keeps becoming not viable, bro. Like, so COVID was the first thing. I'm like, yo, what's going on, fam? I was doing so well. And then now I'm like, and then it almost like brings me to a space of like, well, it shows that you can't be doing well enough if one thing happens and you're knocked off a little bit, you get me? It was um, one big thing, though. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I'm just saying? This is me just thinking like by myself about my decisions and stuff like that. And I know it's a big thing and it affects everybody, but it doesn't, it doesn't stop everybody. Like there's like there's not much big artists that you've seen saying, yo, I can't do this anymore and did it all. I can't pay for my bills or nothing like that. So I had to be in a space of like 
And I know you're not specifically talking about Kobe, but this is the only example where I've realized, yo, rah, I need to really secure myself for a potential time where what if music just stops and what if whatever, you know what I mean? Like that what ifs. And I do this anyway, but no one could imagine for a year plus that man can't perform and man can't do the normal stuff. Like you just wouldn't imagine that. Um, but like I knew music was viable. Well, it, again, it's weird, bro, because I don't only make money from sales of music. I make it from royalties. I make it from commissions. I make it from verses that I do for people. I make it from um, um, teaching workshops, music workshops. I make it from doing music videos and like, so there's like, it's a whole realm of things. And I've always understood, I'm not even trying to be that guy, but you know, to be successful, to make money, you have to have more than one income. You know what I mean? Not saying a person can't get rich off one, but that's properly rare, man. A lot of, you know, um, successful people, if you talk about like the Warrens and the, and, and the Jeffs and that, they, they haven't got one business. They've got multiple ways of, of business that are completely different to each other. Some of them are like trading and investments. Some of them are, I don't know, like buying into a company. Some might be, it could be anything, you know what I'm trying to say? It might be management, it might be owning something or whatever. So I've understood, man, I have to try and build into that direction if I want to create one, generational wealth, and two, just looking after myself and my people, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to make sure that's a focus for me at all at all times, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah. But sorry, you asked me when, I would say 18. Okay. <laughs> that's the simple answer, bro, sorry. And uh, did you ever think that being from Wolves would be a limitation on how far you could go as an artist? Bridget, being from Wolves has always been a limitation, but that's why it's not a limitation because like, if you tell me I can't, then I'm gonna work harder to prove that I can. But if I if I grew up in London, I probably wouldn't work so hard. That's the truth because mm. I feel like I would have had a lot of things around me that I can just walk to, that I can catch a train to. Being from Wolves, I had to build my career in Birmingham. Like that's the first thing. Like, I, listen, every, listen, I've, I've I've had like four or five interviews in the re, in recent weeks. Some of these people think I'm from Birmingham. The way I've had to kind of present myself in that in that city because the city has a little bit more of an infrastructure. But then you speak to the Birmingham people, they're like, there's no infrastructure here. I'm like, well, come Wolves, you'll see that there really ain't nothing there. You know what I'm trying to say? Wolves has nothing but talent. That's, which is like whack, but but cool at the same time. But like from young, man, I used to see Zio go up to one extra. This is like 2006, 2007, and go on to DJQ show at like four in the morning. And even that is like, man has to travel to a different city and not even be on, on, on the airwaves at a time where everyone's active. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, just mm. to get a little bring in. And then it's like, I just realized, yo, I can't depend on people. I can't wait on people. I have to build my own. I have to create my own. And I have to work with what I can work with, man. And one thing I always try to do, or I try and do, I don't even know if it's it's the best thing, but I just don't ever look at nobody like they're beneath me or higher than me. Like, nobody. Like, nobody. Like, you don't understand. If you check my DMs, you'll see people that are verified, that are famous with a bunch of um, followers, and you'll see someone who pops up and say, yo, Vile, can you teach me how to rap? And I, I mean him having a good three hour, three hour text conversation because next week that person might be that that guy who's with all the followers and I don't ever want to come across like, yo, Vile never spoke to me, he thought he was too big because I hate the idea of that. Don't get me wrong, again, no, I'm never going to be, I've learned to not, you know, give myself away too much as well because it's like, you know what I mean? Like what's there left for me once I've given it all away, you get me? So it being from Wolves, it, it is difficult. But that, that's what artists go through, man. You have to figure it out, man. Like Some people would argue and say, yo, America's harder because there's more people. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, just work with it. Yeah. 
So how did you go about kind of building a name for yourself? Because I want to go from from back when I first heard one of your tunes. Like you, mm. you, you were like one of the first Wolves MCs that I knew of, bro. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think my cousin Mitchell, I remember he played one of your tunes and I was like, yo, who's this? And he's like, oh yeah, Sister Fraser's grandson. I'm thinking, rah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's Sister Fraser's grandson. No, it's true though. Big up Danny every time. Yeah, man. man. Go on, go on. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so obviously now you've got to a point where, you know, you've had your, you know, you've had a, a, a show on BBC, you know, you've, you know, you've had headline shows. So I want to know about kind of the early days and how you kind of got on the path to, to, to where you are now. So if we talk about everything before public success, if the, I think that's kind of what you're saying. So before BBC, before headline shows, before getting playlisted on, on One Extra, before festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually probably enjoy that moment better more because once you get playlisted on BBC, in your head you're like, well, now I always need to be playlisted on BBC. Okay. Once you get a big festival, now I need to always be on festivals. Once you're on the BBC WM, now, well, now I need to be on one extra. Like it, it, it kind of not stresses you, but it, pre it, it presses you or it pressures you in a space of like, and the thing is I don't receive pressure from nobody. No one can tell me I need to, it's just me. It's me talking to myself and I'm like, yo, I must can do this or I must can do that. Um, but that's how I elevate. But in the same time, I, have to, I always have to try and find a balance because I'm never, I don't ever want to put myself in a position to feel like I've failed something because I didn't do something. Because at the end of the day, what's, what is failure, bro? What is success? It is whatever I want it to be. If I sit in my yard for the whole of lockdown and just, I don't know, and play snakes and ladders with my, with my cousin, I don't even know. That's my happiness, bro. Like that might be what I can, what I see as as contentment. You know what I mean? So, before all of them kind of things that popped up, and I'm very blessed with them. Even working with like SBTV and obviously BBC, BBC Free, like loads of different companies. It's like it's a pleasure. But then I realize all of these are stepping stones, bro. You get me? So as long as I have another stepping stone to go towards or that I can work towards, I'm cool. So between BBC and me leaving, my next stepping stone was Ditto. I'm I'm, I'm working with Ditto now. But I might be there for three years. I might be there for four months. It depends when I I feel like I have exhausted my energy here or I've done all I can do to better myself or better the, the goal. And the goal might be just to have a backdoor into the industry so I know who to talk to and, I, and how I can help people moving forward or help myself moving forward. Um, again, before all of that, like I'm sure you might know this, bro. You know when you're young and you just have something fun to do. Mm. And there's no pressure. There's no, like, I, bro, you don't understand. Before, so one of my, like, earlier projects, which I will call my first official project, yeah, is Genre Conqueror. I released that in 2013. That's with tunes like Wickedest and, like, all my dance all stuff around okay, there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, I've had, like, four or five mixtapes, bro. I've had one called Promo 1, Promo 2, My Initiative, um, uh, Entrepreneur, um, sure there's another one, Destined for Greatness. I've had little EPs, but this is before I put anything onto like iTunes and that. But all of those I've understood now were just like one backstory and also practice. So when I drop when I drop uh, Genre Conqueror, the reason why it's called that is because all them other projects I've been jumping from grime to, to, to rap, to, to little ideas of dancehall and, and, and playing with the idea. So I, I put out Genre Conqueror and it's a full dancehall mixtape with 19 tracks from, you get me? No one can tell me different, you know what I mean? Then the next project is like, I can't remember what the next one was. I think it was like Don't Lie to Yourself or Dead or Dying, but that's, that's just rap now. Then, we've got, then we go to Grime and then I've come back and I've done 
uh, powers, which is complete, like almost I call it like RNG. It's like rhythm and grime because it's like not not heavy hitting, but it's powerful. And I made that in depression, like in in America. But the point is, it's like the the, the whole journey outside of the things that people see the, the that I post on Instagram and say, "Yo, look what I've done." Basically, you know, rate me. <laughs> That's what I'm really saying. Rate me in it or whatever in it. Um, I, I I always enjoyed the process of creating music, performing music, and and building to something that I don't know is gonna be something great. You see, I'm trying to say, like for example, when I made Wickedest, I'm, I literally I remember coming out of the shower, I had my mic on in my room, uh, the beat was looping because you know when you listen to music, the beat was just looping. T put the mic on, I started freestyling the chorus until it made sense. Freestyled the whole song, left it, come back, and I was like, what did I just make? That was sick. Literally within that same week, I've exported it, sent it to like 20 DJs. Within that same month, the thing's blowing up. And I'm like, rah, that was just like, you. if I decided to have a shower an hour later, that would have been something else. That would have never been a thing. So this is what I really love, man. And I think that's the important part about being an artist is literally the creative process. If you can home in on to the love and the passion around that space, then anything that comes with it is just a plus, bro. If I get, I'm performing at Made Festival this year in Birmingham. Sick. That's different now because of COVID, you know what I mean? But let's say on a normal day, that's just an extra blessing for me. You know what I'm trying to say? But really it's like the fact that I've made music that I can perform is the real special part. Like I've got, bro, listen, the next project I'm putting out, it's got like 16 tracks. I've got a project I put out last year called um, Need a Different From One. That's got seven tracks, a track before, uh, project before that called Give Thanks, it's got four tracks. So I've got, what? at least an hour of music I could perform from music I've made just in the last year. So I don't even need to go back to the back catalog, but it's cool because what I will do is pick a tune like Wickedest, I pick a tune like Dead or Dying, I pick a tune like Love for Grime. All of these were made in different spaces in different times of my career and life. But when I'm performing them, I'm giving you a story every time. And that is so important to me. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, you know, when you're making music that you're happy with, if you're happy with it, does that mean you kind of don't think so much about the reception that it's going to get or how many plays or how well it does because you're happy with it? Or is that still, you know, really important to you? Again, it just, it's weird, man, because it goes back to the this thing we said earlier. It's like, what am I, what's the point of what I'm... Am I trying to get famous? Am I trying to, to, to get rich off music? Because if I, if I am, I have to think about them things without question. And because I'm not stupid, because I'm still making money from music, I still have to think about those things to a level. So I'll always present certain amount of music on my YouTube at the top or whatever that can appeal to the people, not just not just fans and supporters, but to the people that might give me a two grand to, to do a one song for them. You get me? So I'll have like the freestyle with all the grime or the dance or energy. Then in there, there might be some kind of commission song. Just so when people are scrolling through, they're like, oh, he does everything. I don't mind that because I'm not no one genre or one niche or one USB artist. I realize I don't have to be. People always say when you're creating something, what's a USB? What? I'm like, no, I don't have one. I do everything. That's my USB then. You know what I'm trying to say? So I understand what I am and, and what I want to do. I've got tunes on my YouTube that have like less than a thousand views that I've made months ago. Then I've got tunes on there that I've got over two million. So you can... Unless I'm out here trying to create a fake perception of myself, then I would hide all the songs that have less than a thousand views. Cause that's what people do with this, bro. 
You get me? And I would keep the one with two million, the one with 90,000 right at the start. So you can say, yo, my man's doing well. So if I'm trying to make peas and only make peas, then that's what I should do. But if, again, if it's going back to, I care about what I make and I care about the messages I get on Instagram, like, yo, vital, this tune was mad, you know. This tune made me cry. This tune made me feel happy. This tune is my tune when I play before I go out. Yo, even the negative ones, yo, vital, I don't really get negative ones like that. But let's say if I did or ones I remember, it might be like, yo, I ain't really too sure about this one, you know. Then it, it lets me know I'm doing the right thing because there's no way in hell can everybody like your music, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it just don't happen, bro. So if, if everyone's saying, yeah, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. Then it's a bit like, mm. so I, when I do get the, the you know, the, 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 the odd, no, it's not even negative, it's just like constructive. It's just like, I don't know. I actually respect that because that person's being honest to themselves and it allows me to revisit that tune and really ask myself, is there something fundamentally wrong with that song? And even to raise it, don't matter. It's, it's out, it's gone. Yeah. On to the next one, you know what I'm gonna say? Like, so to answer your question in, in, in short, I do think about those things, but it doesn't affect necessarily the complete outcome. I have like a few set of people that I really trust that that don't lie to me, that will tell me your vites, that shit, bro. Like, if it's that, those are the people, like I haven't shown my mom my music more time because she'll just say, oh, I love it, friends, I love it. Okay, and yeah. that, that's not, it's not gonna help me, bro. Like, I need to know, yo, is this off? Is, that, is my singing off here? Like, I don't know, because I, I spent four hours making it. You know what I'm gonna say? So it's important to have that, bro. That kind of, um, that certain people around you to kind of give you that honest opinion as well. So, Talking of like, you know, uh, getting, having successful projects, the Powers EP, getting a top 20 in the hip hop chart. That was, uh, that was huge, man. Like, congratulations on that, even though it was a while ago. Like, I don't know, was that a turning point for you? It wasn't a real turning point looking at it now, but the day I, I went on, I don't, the thing is I don't, I've never checked the charts before. And someone just told me, I've seen like bare people screenshotting it saying they paid for it. And I know that pays are stronger than streams. And streams at the time weren't that big and nobody was really buying music that much. I was like, Rap, you're buying it. It's like, cool, sick. Um, so I've looked now and it, when I looked, it was at like a hundred. I was like, yo, it's in it's in a chart. Like I didn't even know it was in a chart, bro. So I'm moving mad. I'm like, yo, you lot, you put it in a chart for me, fam. Everyone buy it, fam. You get me? And I'm looking, it goes to 57. I'm like, okay, yo, you lot, buy this thing, fam. I just want the screenshot of when it hits number one. That's all I wanted, you get me, fam. I didn't even care about the money. I just wanted to say, yo, there is like, for a split second in the world, something I created out of depression in a living room in America, in a, in California, has been received, whether it's even it's listened to or paid by people, as the number one song or project for a split second. That to me is just nice to know. Yeah. You get me? So when it when I was doing all this little campaign in that little week, it's like, yo, check it out, pre whatever, buy it, stream, whatever, let me know what you think. Da -da -da -da. And I, if I knew it could have done that, I would have done so much more beforehand. But I've never thought that way. That's the honest truth. Um, so when it was coming down, I saw it like 24. And I was like, I mustn't get a 20, top 20 because it's nearing the end of the week. I must can just leave it at, at a top 20 space. And it just hit the top 20. I was so gassed, bro. But it's weird because after I did that, every artist, that I know anyway, in Wolves was like, yo, I got a project. I need everyone to buy it. I'm trying to get into the iTunes chart. <laughs> so I'm like, yo. I went, I hear that still and I respect it. But I don't know if it works like that. I just like, I don't, because I don't even know how... How, like again I was blindsided by it if I knew that could even be a thing I know it sounds silly I'm saying that but I just make like I said bro I just make music I like making music in it if you want to buy it buy it if you want to stream it stream it if you don't care about it and you hear a song 10 years later then cool because I'm still going to make music regardless bro you get me if I had to count all the tunes I've got bro I know I've got over like 700 easily that are, that are probably released in some way shape or form 
sorry, I said that back, not 700. I would say maybe like four, 500. And then maybe like 700, 800, 1,000 that have been unreleased. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, and it's just, I don't know, man. That, that's what I care about, bro. Yeah, that wouldn't even surprise me. Like, your work rate is crazy, bro. I mean, who was it on, um, there's an interlude on the, I think, is it the Give Thanks EP where it was like, yeah, right, it was yeah. a hard work is spreader in walls. So I'm like, yeah, I can't, yeah, can't yeah, even yeah, dispute yeah. that, bro. Because I like, even just go, even <laughs> just doing the research, I'm seeing bare tunes, I'm thinking, rah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you said, can you talk to me about like kind of the space that you were in prior to the Powers EP? Because you said you, you you were depressed, you was in America. Like, yeah. I want to know what life was like prior to that because a lot of times we'll see people's successes, but we don't know yeah. what's going on behind the scenes, like how people have got to a certain point. So yeah, mm-hmm. can you speak on that? I don't, I don't ever want to like be actively trying to promote a message of like, yo, I was depressed. Yeah, I know. yeah. I've been through it too. Because it's not that, bro. But it's just a little, it's like, let's just be honest. We all, we all get sad. And there's a difference between sadness and depression. And depression can be something that you don't realize until after, if that makes sense. So when yeah, I'm saying yeah. it, I'm saying it in hindsight, I'm like, rah, is that why I was moving like that? Is that why I was just, just in my yard and just, well, in the in the hotel space and just whatever. But then I also use that as, uh, as fuel to lock in and utilize them emotions and say, all right, cool. This is how I feel. And it was the idea, because other than COVID, that was the only other time I, that was 2016. And I was in America and I actually left all part-time work. And I said, I was doing different stuff and I was just doing music, but then money was coming low. I'm in America. So I'm like, obviously I'm going to come back at some point, but like, um, yeah, man. And, and I remember my, my brethren Hex, his name's Pops now, Pop Shot. He just sent me bare beats, bro. And I had my laptop and I had my portable mic, fam. I even got it anymore because it broke, but, and I just literally sat at a table just like this. And I just started going through beats and record. I probably recorded like 10 things, but I only released like six or seven. And even then it wasn't all it wasn't all the way mixed. It wasn't, it was just like, I need this, I need this information out of my head in one space. And I remember the reason why it's even called powers, bro, is because I felt like defeated. So I'm like, if I can convince myself that I'm powerful, bro, that I'm in a better place or I can be in a better place, that all the all the successful stuff I've done prior to that date, which at the point wasn't anything really public. It was like I've, I do shows all the time, whatever. But it wasn't like headline shows, BBC, and and working. With it. it was it wasn't public stuff. It was like small wins. You get me? It was like hard to write, really understand. Like, not am I worthy? But like, what am I doing here? And I think that's what it was. It's like, what am I doing here in America? What am I chasing? Why does why should anybody care? And we all get into them spaces. Wherever you work a nine to five, or wherever you're Jay Z, bro, we get into them spaces of like trying to understand why and why, what and who cares and whatever. So it was a lot of that kind of like eating at myself. And then also in my Gemini head, the conflicting thought of, no, I'm the most powerful person in the world and whatever else. So I just started recording, recording, recording. And I was sending Hex uh, back and forth these tunes and he, he, he was rating it. And I was like, bro, it's coming out the 12th, I don't care. And I think I was out there like September, August times. No, no, maybe, maybe September, I can't remember, because or November because it came out the 12th of December. And I remember I basically released it as soon as I was finished. I didn't even like, usually I sleep on projects and I'm like, yo, I'll leave that a couple months and see if I still like it. But I just put it out because that's where my head was at and I wanted that to be out. So considering that that energy there took me to release a project that touched the, uh, the iTunes uh, top 20 charts is actually a beautiful feeling because it, like, it made me re like believe in myself again. I was like, well, well clearly I'm a king. Clearly like, my thoughts are are worthy and like all these things that you kind of like 
take away from yourself. I, I, I reinstalled and I, and I, and I re-believed and I reinforced like these measures. So then I, I then that allowed me to do a headline show. Then yeah. that allowed me to do clean arts only. And that allowed me to do another headline show and then do a tour. So it was just that one moment of weakness that elevated me exponentially, bro. Trust me, from that day, from that little time in America, I don't think I would have been on the BBC. I don't think I would have done these shows. I don't think I would have moved to London because I realized you can't live in your, you can't live in your lowness, bro. You can't live there, bro. But you can use it like fuel and burn it, bro, in your engine, bro. Burn it off. And when you burn it off, go somewhere with it and keep going. And when you run out of fuel, sorry, when you run out of fuel, obviously negative things start falling back in. Put it back in your engine, you run with it again, bro. So that's that's actually all I've been doing since 2016, bro. So all of my sex is sex, you know, all of my um success is like is is stemmed from moments of like disparity and and, and questioning myself mm. to taking that as fuel and just running with it, bro. That's the truth. Yes, what's good, people? It's myself, Vital. Right about now, you are locked into the Get to Know podcast with myself, Vital Powers. Oh my god. You don't know the thing, Wolverhampton, stand up. See, you mentioned like, all the stuff that's happened since then, so that's kind mm. of why I asked if that take was a turn, turning point for you, but you said it, mm. it looking back, it wasn't. Why, why do you say that? I, I'm like, I'm happy that you said that. I think the reason why I say it wasn't is because anything that I felt, like I haven't changed as a character, that's the truth. So if that didn't happen then, it would have happened later. Does that make sense? So when I say it wasn't, it... Oh, Maybe that was the wrong way, but I feel like I can't put all of my my thought on it. if that moment didn't happen, I wouldn't have done these completely because that, that takes away from the fact of that I'm reliant on I'm being depressed or I'm rely or I relied on on luck. And it was none of it's not luck or depression that makes me how I am. I'm just saying that moment was a turning point in the sense of that elevated something. That I already had. I just, I just, I just didn't know how to maneuver from. But bro, you know what it's like being from Wolverhampton, fam. Who's put on a headline show respectfully before I did? You know what I'm trying to say? It's not something you would think to do because you're like, who the hell would come? Because Wolves, we have that thought of like, no one, no one's gonna support us, bro. I've even got a clip of of the Power Show, and I've made sure I put this line in there. It goes, yo, something like, um, I really thought Wolves didn't support man, and there's like 400 kids in the audience, bro. And it's just like very important for me to, to remind myself of my thought process from before I made Powers, right up until that Powers headline show of like, I thought I couldn't do something for a split second. Never think that ever again. And, and, and I was almost too heavily dependent on the fact that I'm relying on people to turn up to the show. When in fact, if I announce something, you don't want to say build it and they will come. No one had built anything, bro. So how can people want to come and support if they don't know what they're coming to, bro? Like people will listen to this podcast because you've built it, regardless of people have asked for it or not. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Like I'm on BBC. You don't even know this, bro. But my my there was no show for me. I created the idea, and obviously people got involved in that. But there wasn't a show for me. I had to not fabricate, but like create and and, and build the idea of a black you on 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 BBC Radio, which is a predominantly white station, bro, that's caters for 40, 15, 60 year old white people and see if I can try build a bridge there. Now you got Rakeem Omar there. You've got some other black people there doing their thing, some other Asian people there doing their thing and at our age, bro. So it's like, I'm not saying that, oh, I did that. What I'm just saying is though, I was brave enough to not worry about if I was allowed to be there or not. You get me? Mm. And 
it's just, it's, it's a deeper one, bro. And I, and I still kind of stick to my guns on like, you know, Powers was defo, definitely pivotal, but with or without that, I would have been somewhere because yeah. that's my nature. That sick. is my nature, bro. Yeah, that's you know what sick, mean? man. Yeah, right there. So talk to me about, you know, the first show, because you did is it two diff- two shows in Wolves that you did, two wasn't shows, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. I, <laughs> so I'm not trying to go crazy with it, but I did the second show just to prove that the first one wasn't wasn't like a flute. Sick. That's the truth. Bro. Mate, that is because, sick, man. You know, I don't want to feel like, yo, did, did man just come out because it's my first show? Did it again, uh, everyone come out, right, cool. That man rate me then. <laughs> you know what I'm like, <laughs> but um, the first show was, bro, it was spectacular, fam. And I hate the fact that sometimes I almost live off the energy of that show. Bridget, you know, I've never cried from performing music, fam. I got a tune called Dead or Dying. It's very much about family and my mum and stuff, yeah. And the last line is like, um, I, I gotta hear the beat, sorry, it's, it's, it's missed me a little bit, but like, I wake up, give thanks, and I'm crying because I'm gonna do it. No, I, no. I told my mom, I told my mom she have a big house and a big car by the time I'm 21. And I look at my mom, what she's in the crowd, I'm like, mom, I swear I'm not lying. And then I say, and I was like, I'm gonna do this till I'm dead or I'm dying. But when I say that, my voice cracks, bro. And I just, I couldn't get the words out. Then the whole crowd was like, I'm gonna do this till I'm dead or I'm dying. Brethren, I felt like Jay-Z, I felt like everyone who's ever felt a bad boy encore fan, I'm just in my, and I think it was the best feeling because I'm in my hometown. I see my dad, my nan, I see my girls, people. I see um, my mom, I see my cousins, I see my cousins who need to be influenced positively as well. I see my brothers, I see like distant cousins, I see friends, I see youths that I've mentored. I see even a couple of teachers from high, from my high school come. Like people come out for me, bro. And the maddest thing is they came out for me and people keep telling me this. It's like the rate, the rate, the fact that the show wasn't just about me because on my power show, I probably had about seven eight acts before me bro nobody does that bro yeah I know. you know what i mean i didn't do that i didn't do that to fill space i still perform for an hour and 10 minutes bro you know what i mean like the show started literally at seven usually you have like at two hours of just music i was like nah let's just get, let's just get into it you know what i mean let's let people really enjoy what wall's talent's about so when i did it again the next year i even like flipped it on its head instead of me performing last i performed between people so it was like a young artist and then I got a tune with a young artist, so meaning performed, and I came off, then it was two artists, then I do two tunes or whatever, then I come off, and then I just end it with like a yard tune or something like that. So it's like just recreating that moment, but in a different way and bringing more people on. And the maddest thing is now, when I did that second show, that's when you start seeing the weird energy of like, the people that I've asked to perform on the first one who didn't care or didn't reply, which is fine, now wanna jump on the second one. And it's like, I didn't even say no to a lot of people, but it was more the idea of like, it just really shows why I call the show Clean Arts only because it's like, I did the powers thing and you only care because it did well. You don't care because it's a good idea. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And to me, it's like, the show isn't my show. It, it, to me, I feel like I created a show for Wolverhampton twice because I brought Wolver, Wolverhampton out. I brought the Yardies out. I brought the Asian man them out, the old people, the young people. Like, you know what I mean? Sam from Dixie's came true. You know what I'm trying to say? Oh, like, so, swear. <laughs> yeah, fam. And he gave everyone discounts on chicken, bro. So it's like, them kind of energies there, man. Trust me. So yeah, on to clean hearts only, man. Like that's mm. maybe my favorite project of yours. Like, how Jeez. how do you uh how, talk to me about making that? Where, where did the name come from? So again, so it does link to powers, bro. So again, you know, powers happened. It was cool, and then between between the powers show and before I even named officially, no, I named clean hearts only the project before I had most of the songs. 
So between the power show and everything that happened or transpired behind the scenes, as in like people saying, why I don't, I don't know, Vital don't support me. Or, and I'm like, well, that's not my job to support anybody, but I did what I can. Like, let me be in it. Or Vital don't want to bring the, the real rappers out. I'm like, Bridging, don't, I'm not your I'm not your dad, bro. Like, like go home, you know what I'm trying to say? So them kind of energies. And even certain people that I knew just moving funny around me. So I was like, cool. Clean arts only. Like, I knew straight away that's the next project because it's like, now I've I've come out of depression, yeah? And I'm, and I, and I'm, I'm, this, I'm elevating and I can feel the elevation. And as I'm elevating, I'm feeling people attacking me for being me, bro, just for being me. And be and I haven't changed, bro, I've just elevated. I'm seeing certain female singers in, in the scene, in well, in Wolverhampton anyway, move funny with me. I'm seeing certain rappers from Wolverhampton move funny with me. And I'm just thinking, I don't understand because I don't have any bad energy towards you, like zero. And if I do, you'll never know because I don't show it. Like I don't give off anything because I'm like, like I could name a name is what I'm trying to say. Like I, I don't like what's the point? That's not gonna help anybody in a positive in a positive sense. So when you start seeing that happen, bro, that's when like the name come up. I'm like, you know, I only want clean hearted people around me, Carl. There's too much like bad mind people. And then so half the music's already done for Clean Arts Only the project. And then other bits and drips are like I've just added to kind of fulfill the title and the energy of it. So the outro, the intro was created after the title. So it's like um, I think releases the intro and then the outro is called Clean Arts Only Outro, yeah. but it's just like very much around the idea of like, just creating something that's like, you know, this is how I'm feeling right now. And it's always, all my projects is literally this is how I'm feeling right now. But just to be completely clear, clear, Powers, Clean Arts Only, and then Radioactive, they're all linked. Okay. Linked in the sense of they were made, they were made with a purpose rather than made because I just want to put something out. Do you know what I mean? Powers, depression, clean arts only, understanding that people are not gonna always be nice to me. You know what I mean? Like radioactive is understanding I don't need nobody to be nice to me. I'm very much standing on my own two feet. I've been standing on my own two feet. It's original, and I, you haven't asked yet, but radioactive, that name transpires from being on the BBC as a presenter and still getting airplay on BBC One Extra in the sense of like, I'm playing two, two parts of it. I'm behind the mic, but I'm also in front of the mic or in front of the camera, whatever it might be. And also, it's weird because that, that I know you haven't asked, but I just want to get into it because it makes sense. Radioactive is very much that initial idea, but it's taken maybe two, three, four years to finish. And with me trying to finish it, it's turned into this kind of COVID, COVID-centric idea where, you know how COVID is? can't touch no one and whatever. I'm radioactive, bro, like move from me, I'm by myself, I'm doing my thing. So like, it's like a lot of like metaphor, metaphorical uh, ideas have kind of stemmed from the name. So it's kind of helped with a lot of the music when I'm mixing it down, when I'm re-recording things, when I'm adding songs and taking songs off. So the point that right now, it just bridging, I'm, I'm not trying to gas up the thing. Radioactive up, Project. <laughs> no, but I'm just being honest. Radioactive the project is the best piece of music I have ever created, bro. Mainly because I am so aware of myself and I am so aware of what I can do. And I'll be honest, there's another level I can go to, and I didn't go to on this one because I didn't want to like just jump ship. I kind of want to, I want you to see see what, what I'm gonna do. So clean arts only. If you had to put powers, clean arts only, and radioactive on like, you know, one to 10 or zero to 10. Powers is like five. Clean Arts Only is like six. Radioactive is like 10. That's literally how I feel. 
yeah? Bear in mind, I love Powers and I love Clean Hearts Only, but Radioactive, the first two tracks alone could be a project. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say? Like, that's how I'm saying it, bro. In fact, after this, I'm gonna send you one of the tracks. Please do. Just so you've got that, so you know what kind of space I'm on about, you know what I'm gonna say? But the intro, fam, it's called Powers and Love. Oh my God, bro. My brother Benji from Bromsgrove um, put it together for me. Um, he brought me to his studio and we made it there and there. He sent me, a, he showed me a beat that was semi-finished and I recorded half of it. And then he's like, well, do you, you want to finish it? I'm like, yeah, of course. So I finished it. I goes, bro, I think that's the intro, you know. I think that's the intro. He's like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, but yeah, man. And I'm not making Radioactive for any other reason than to have a project that's going to last for at least a year and a half. And when I say last, I mean come next year, September, I might still be dropping music from that project because I need everyone to hear all of the stuff from that. I want, it, I want, I'm gonna make visuals that not to every song, but to at least half of half the half of the music on there. And some of the music on there is already out. Like uh, Midland Source is gonna be on there. Wake ups, wake ups on there. Um, I think like two other songs, but then that's why I'm, that's why I put so much music on there. So even though you've heard like four or five of the songs, at least you got 10, 11, 12 songs that you can hear fresh. You know what I'm gonna say? Because I hate when people do that. Album comes out, you've heard half of the music, or like, you know I mean, like, yeah. the point, you know what I mean? That's me. But yeah. Sick, man. Imagine. It's just. It's just shit we deal with all the time. You think this is like a new song? Whole lot of pain in the ends. Whole lot of pain in the ends. Can't see no way in the ends. Can't see no way in the ends. Ain't no game in the ends. Ain't no game in the ends. What man can't leave cause they trip me. There ain't no escape in the ends. Whole lot of pain in the ends. Whole lot of pain in the ends. Can't see no way in the ends. Can't see no way in the ends. Ain't no game in the ends. Ain't no game in the ends. What man can't leave cause they trip me. There ain't no escape in the ends. Yeah, whole lot of pain. Too many fears. I was gearing for change. I was out here with a tear in the blade. Then I understood that this ain't my way. Had to slow down, had to hold my pain. Had to rethink, had to contemplate. Seen too much, had to hope and pray. Black lives matter. Hold up, wait, let me regurgitate I was up north, got stuffed by the feds Harassed and hit, took my self-respect Tripped man up, then banged up my friend Back in the van, but made no arrest Later that day, man called up the head Sergeant, but he gave no correct Info made me believe he was investigating Two years, ain't heard nothing yet Trying to get a lot of money in my pouch, money in my account And I'm trying to raise the amount Whoa. They want to push our buttons, but they don't want to see us switch, switch, switch. Cause we've been holding an anger and they don't want to see us flip. Flip, flip And I've come to the end so many times and I don't want to go to the brink, brink. And we get a hold back so many times and I don't want to lose So what do you want people to take from the project? I think I want people... Well, I don't know, I don't know I just know that I, I've made the best piece of music I've made ever and I care about this 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 project, and I also, I think I think I want people to be inspired to just like make things that they care about more than anything else. And I think a lot of the time I make music for musicians, but and I mean aspiring musicians. But sometimes when it's just like everyday people, they all just tell me to find different things in the music. Or it might be just like an ad lib. It might be the fact that I said, "Oh my gosh," it might be the fact that I'm openly talking about pain or something like that. So it's like. There's stuff in there for everyone to take. And I just think it's like, 
it's you know what's really good. I've been um, I've been going for jugs, listening to it. That so it's a it's a good gym playlist as well. You got some like heavy grime drill kind of vibes. And then towards the end, so when you're doing your, your slow down, your cool down, you've got the slower ones, you know what I mean? Like when you're doing like little 10 minute walk to walk it off or whatever. Mm. Um, when you're doing your weights or whatever. So it's there, fam. Um, but yeah, man, honestly, I, don't, I can't, I'm not even going to sit here and make up something I want people to, I, don't, I want people to just enjoy it. I want people to take time to listen to it whenever they can. It don't even have to be straight away. I just want people to just take it in and say, yeah, I like this one. Or yeah, I don't know about this one. But regardless, they're gonna say, yo, this one's cold and the quality's mad. You get me? Radioactive, man, trust me. And my brother Jay Ames, he made the cover, man. He's made the cover for uh, Clean Arts Only as well. So I try to keep that same energy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they stabbed the artwork was sick on that, man. Mm-hmm. Sick. All right, so, you know, the uh, tape, um, Knees Different from Once, I wanna talk about that. Like, I really enjoyed that, man. Like, it was. It- need, need- Go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, like, it, see, it was perfect for, for lockdown. There's just, it, yeah, man, it's just, it really kind of captured the it, time as well. That's what it was, bro. It's a lockdown project, man. It's like, so I don't know if you got to see, I made like a, a film for it as well. I did, yeah, yeah. So the film was more the focus in a weird way. It's like, I need to, like, okay, I made, I think the first one's called Master Plan. It's like late night, thinking about mm-hmm. a master plan or whatever it is in it. So I made that. And I'm like, yo, I need to make a like a, a lockdown video for this, but I need to. It's not. I can't just do a music video. It needs to be like, let me show the process. Like, I wake up, I shower, I'm I'm I'm, I'm onto the music. I get dressed, and sometimes I'm in my own I'm, I'm in my own feelings, and then I'm like, right, I can't even go nowhere. And it's like, cool. Next day, I gotta make a tune. All right, let me holler my brethren to make a tune. So as I'm making the song, I'm actually making a video like in the same space. So I remember when I did a song with Mr. with Mr. Manage. I had actually filmed the video before I even asked him to be on it. So you have to understand, I've had to like pretend that I'm gonna record different areas of different parts of the video. Then when I got him on it and the song's done, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm gonna slot you in here in the video, but it's gonna look seamless like we planned this years ago or whatever. It did, and, uh, and, and you're worried about manage, because I'm, I'm proper like semi-diverse, I do my thing, I'll send it back. But manage is like a proper authentic artist. He likes to, he's like calling me like, yo, this how I'm starting it, what do you think? And and that was hard. That was weird for me because I don't I don't do that. Like just I'm again I'm I like to be by myself a lot of the time. So it's like send me the beat. I'll be in my own space. I pattern up. I make four versions of of, of the verse. You choose. <laughs> That's why I'm when I work with people. You get me. But man, is like no, we're working together on it. So by the time you finish the verse, I've loved it because I know I see I've seen the process. You get me. Yeah. And his energy on that tune wasn't normal like or typical that's probably why the tune's so sick and the tune's called myself but that whole project bro it was sick man i had my dad feature on it he doesn't know he was on it i showed him when it was out he's like yo i mean this so yeah <laughs> i put you on it still you get me um i think i had my nan talk was it my nan on this one i can't remember um and I, I just i like having little clips of people talking because it like it one shows you that when i'm saying what i'm saying it's it's from something it's not just I'm not trying to rhyme for the sake of rhyming. Like I'm talking about something and here's what I'm talking about. Like you can hear the, and it's weird because it's what I love about voice notes, bro. Like I don't delete any, bro. I got voice notes from like six years ago on different mediums where I've got them all saved. Sometimes when my dad calls me and he's speaking for an hour, I record the whole conversation. He, he'll never know this, bro. Probably a bit weird, but I don't care. It's my dad, you get me? And I save that. And when I'm making a tune about something that he said, I try to see if I've, if I've actually recorded that thing, okay. bro. Honestly, bro, sick, man, trust me. 
You're listening to the Get to Know podcast. So, how has lockdown been for you creatively? Because mm. you've been, you've, I mean, the work rates it seems to still be the same, but like, I don't know how how is it, has it been any different. The the problem is I'm trying my best to steer away from making depressing music, bro. That's 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 the truth. So radioactive, like I said, most of it was done in the last four years. So I probably added two songs to it through lockdown. That's the truth. So it's been there, you know what I mean. So that a lot of the energy of that is like when I've been out, when I've been when we've been active. So I haven't had to worry about like the energy of that project. Again, give thanks and need a different home one. I very much I'm in the house. This is what it is in the house. You so you, so if you hear like a freestyle from me, you might have that same energy. But radioactive is very much high up vibes, like headphones on, speakers loud, that kind of vibe. You get me. But there's some like bad boy singing energy in there and stuff like that. So lockdown itself, bro. When it comes to creativity of just making things, I gotta keep. I gotta like. I record like six songs. Let's say for example, I record six songs this week. Just for example. I will purposely ignore anything that sounds low energy. So I will even revisit it because I don't want to accidentally like it and put it out because I'm putting out a vibe I don't want to give, which is I'm sad, I'm low, uh, it's boring or whatever. So I even made a tune um, when I was promoting Need is Different from One. Like one thing I understood, if I talk, if I, if I do a dancehall song, a reggae tune, it's always high energy. I don't know how to make a low energy reggae tune. So that's one of my techniques to kind of make a high energy tune is to just basically talk power because <laughs> I don't mm. know how to do I don't have to do it sad. I don't have to like, you know what I mean? You ever heard a tune? There's a tune called Nanko, Lucky You. Nah. And he goes, he goes, Lucky You, you have a woman to go home to. I've got to find me myself a woman. But the point is, like that would be my only example of making a low tune and I don't think I could do that because I wouldn't sing that and I wouldn't say that, you get me? So it's very much like just being aware of what I'm putting out in lockdown so I don't perpetrate, no, perpetuate the energy of like lowness and sadness, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Other than that, man, it's, it's been all right, man. I, I can't I can't complain because I'm here, there's money in my bank, I can eat, I can sleep. My mom's blessed, no, no one that I know is sick, so... It's been it's been fine. I have to be grateful, you know. I fa- in fact, I probably I'm probably more financially set than I was before lockdown, only because I've had to figure stuff and I've had the time to. Yeah. Me? So why is it it's so important to you to be not making music that's kind of low and depressing if it's kind of maybe fitting of the times we're in? Because even though to be honest, low and depressing music is sometimes nice to listen to. Yeah. But I don't want to get lost in the idea of that because remember say. When I'm making music, I'm not only uh, 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 extracting feelings, I'm absorb- uh, absorbing feelings. So for me to write write or record or freestyle sad music, I have to open my mind to that space. Like I've got things locked away that I don't talk about, but I talk about in code in music. So for me to do that, I've had to address times when I'm alone or whatever. And I feel like, you know, it's almost like you are you are what you say, you are what you eat, you are, you are who you're around. So I don't want to be saying like actively talking all the time on low energy because as much as I don't want other people to get low I don't want to be low you know what I'm trying to say so it's only when I can't help it when it's like yo it's Black Lives Matter thing fam I have to say something because it's like there or you know the newest thing I'm seeing is like this white woman named Sarah Everett or something like I think she got like like you know just killed and murdered and whatever because she's just out late 
um, not because she was out late, but but she was out late. And it's almost like this idea of like a woman safe after a certain time. Like if I read into all of these things that we see and just, it's like, it's not, I don't know how to make that positive because it's just, it's shit. Like yeah. it's wacky. I don't want, you know what I mean? So don't, and that's why I've even, I've even doing, I've been doing these lives on Instagram every week. Cause that's a way for me to get the negative thoughts out and vent without necessarily leaving it in a song that'll be there forever. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so it's just finding ways to still let the energy out, but not necessarily like promote it. Like, that's what I want you like, to know. I don't want you to, like, remember, so a lot of my audience are like fun people, kids. I don't want to scare them. I don't want to, you know what I mean, make them sad. I don't want to deter them from me. So I have to kind of give them a little bit of vibe as well. You know what I mean? At least. Yeah, man. All right. So also with lockdown, you know, I heard um, your interview with, um, oh, I can't remember his name, that was regarding racism. It's like last year around George around George Floyd. T- Tim, Tim Senna. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know you were saying that, you know, the lockdown was difficult for you with, you know, with your mum being a nurse and you're, you're worried and she's on the front line. And so how, how have you managed to deal with lockdown in, in that respect? Um, so me and my mum, in fact, the reason I was late to this conversation, I was talking to my mum and my brother on the phone on FaceTime. I just, time time got away from me. Um, even with that, so my mum's a nurse and she works initially or used to work with like dementia patients. So these are like older patients, potentially are going to die at some point. So she, my mum's always around death at work. But the problem is it's like dementia, the dementia doesn't like, you can't catch dementia from a person, yeah. you know what I mean? But you can catch COVID. So I was worried because obviously the same older people are getting it. Then they moved her to a COVID ward fam. So oh, wow. and, and I'd overlived down them side. So now I'm like, I can't really travel down there. And then I legally couldn't travel around there. So it was just, it was, it was very like, it was mentally draining to just sit here, like almost without any real family in a sense of like, that I've gr- grown up with. And then just get a call like, yo, fingers got COVID. Yo, fingers got COVID. Oh, so-and-so sick. Oh, so-and-so. Oh, I've, I've got COVID. And then my mom got it. And he's just like, it's a bit mad, bro. Because it's like, you're trying to, no one really understands it all even now, bro. So you're just trying to understand. Like, I like to help things and help people. So when I don't have the answer, it really puts me in a weird place of like, like guilty. It's almost like survivor's guilt. Like I'm up here, just do my thing. I, I'm, I'm not gonna catch it. Like I'm, I'm safe right now. You know what I'm gonna say? Mm-hmm. But my mom has to go work. Like my work is done right here, recording, workshops, zooms, whatever. Like I said, I pattern, find all these new patterns in it. Um, even investing. So I sit here. I, I'm not, I'm not in. Like the, my, the biggest danger I get in is going Tesco, fam. So and even then, I ain't trying to touch nobody. You know what I'm gonna say? So it's just, it's, it's, it's proper. It was proper, proper difficult. And then even now, it's just, it's still concerning because still has to work bro like she doesn't stop working bro she's frontline key worker you get me um but in the same sense she's she's one of the people on the list with the i can't think of the list the like shielding list or whatever it is so because she got diabetes so it was actually good and bad in the sense of she didn't have to work all the time and when she got a letter she could take a lot of time off um but at the same time it's like well that means she's more susceptible to getting it <laughs> you know yeah. say? like so it's just it's it's a it's a sorry to swear but it's like a mind fuck because you just don't know what to do bro other than to just check on it every day you know what i'm gonna say so yeah yeah oh, i'm too savage yeah oh, i'm too savage Detecting slow, don't panic. D 
DIY on manage When I'm done with the game, you can have it, wait Forgetting dead, so tragic Forgetting dead, no static Fimiting up in the attic Fimiting up, 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 up Disappear, reappear like magic Bring the delivery in the package Gala telling me they can't hack it Gala telling me, I tell them stop it The one forbidden, I'm a place, I'm a palace Them I wonder the land like Alice Can't just take any girl go to Paris I fit at the Midas and the bodies Yeah, I fit at the Midas and the bodies Girl look away and bit the Maggie yeah. She not deal with the white like Barry She love the trees and the green and the yaki yeah. I fit at the Midas and the bodies Girl look away and bit the Maggie yeah. She not deal with the white like Barry She love the trees and the green and the yaki yeah. She love the trees and the green when the speakers are beat. She had tweet and a tweet. Look like a queen and a freak and a tree for me. See, come speak to a G. Edible. I mean, she a pre babe. Squeeze on a piece. You're a snack and a feast. Big feet. I'm a beast, but a see, so believe So, uh, I want to get into the trivia section uh, just before we wrap things up. So, Let's do it. five questions regarding grime. Um, so, we see how you get on, bro. Alright, first one. Uh, Gets most recent studio album, Conflict of Interest, recently hit number two in the UK charts, but how many studio albums has he made? Is it Studio? Yeah. So uh, is oh, it that's right. A go on, two? Go on, go on. B three C four. C four four. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. I don't know what determines because I feel like Get Old Gospel 1 is a mixtape, but that might be an album. So my heart's telling me four because I think it might even be more. I was thinking Conflict of Interest, Get Old Gospel uh, Part 2, Rebel With A Cause and Get Old Gospel Part 1. I don't know. I, I, in the sense of like albums, that's what I think. I know there's other ones like Momentum and, and uh, I can't think of the other ones, but I think it's four. Alright, the answer is actually free. I so, knew it was free, man. Yeah, oh, so what's the rebel, one that's so what is it? Rebel with a cause, ghetto gospel of the New Testament and then conflict of interest. So it's so the first ghetto gospel is not basically. Yeah, it's a mixtape. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's what I thought, but I just wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know. But then you know what that means? When it says studio album, it just means the ones that have been chart registered. That's what they really mean. But yeah, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go on though. Alright. Next question. When did Skepta release his first studio album? Is it A, 2007, B, 2009? 2007, yeah? Yeah, that is correct. Nice one. I know, wait, is that um, Microphone Champion? That is Greatest Hits. uh, Greatest Hits, Greatest Hits. I can't remember Greatest Hits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to run that bear, yeah. (laughs) All right, next question. What was Stormzy's first number one single? Is it A, Shut Up, B, Vossy Bop, or C, Big For Your Boots? Oh, what came out first? Um, Big For Your Boots. Or was it Vossy? Vossy's more recent, but I'm sure you had the number one before that. Uh, I'm going to say, okay, I know Vossy Bop is the number one, because he got a number one and a number one album, like, at the same time. Yeah, you did. But I'm almost certain that he had a number one before that. I'm going to say big for your boots. I'm going to just say that. I could be wrong. I'm cool to be wrong. It actually was Vossy Bop. That was his first number one single. Nah, yeah. See, I knew, I knew, but I just yeah, thought, let me just... Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. 
Alright, next one. True or false, Dizzy Rascal won the Mercury Prize for his album Boy in the Corner. True. That is true. Nice. Yeah. Alright, last question. Which of these vital songs has the most views on YouTube? Ooh. Is it A, Drink Too Much, B, Psychosis, or C, Mastered Ultra Instinct? <laughs> I don't even know, bro. <laughs> uh, to be fair, there are a lot of videos on your YouTube. So. Fam, and there's different, there's a videos and there's songs. Yeah, and like, I know. Uh, um... Mastered Ultra Instinct, maybe? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, bro. <laughs> He's mad. I couldn't remember. Then I was like, yo, what song's that again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, it's tunes, bro. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's sick. All uh, right. Nice one, bro. Mate, before we go, I want to know what music are you predominantly listening to now? I'll be honest, yeah. I'm so weird, bro. I don't even really listen to people, bro. No, I don't listen to people. I have a song I like for a week, and then and then I'm good. I'm gone again. Yeah. So if I had to if I had to just choose one, Wizkid and Damian Marley, they got a tune called Blessed. That tune gets ran every day for the last maybe two weeks, to be fair. Um, and it's almost like to help me with like, like a, it gives me a good feeling in my chest. You know what I mean? In fact, Wizkid's got another tune called Essence that I like, and Wizkid's got another tune with Burner Boy called uh, Ginger. So maybe Wizkid's album is what I'm actually referring to that I like. Yeah, you know, um, I need to hear that, man. I've I heard, when it came no, out, you have to. Everyone's just, everyone speaks, uh, spoken so highly of it. Uh, I need to check it out, man. It's, it's, even if you don't understand what half the stuff he's saying, because he's talking with like a little, like a little slight tongue, it's not really the point. It's just the vibe, bro. I don't even need to hear the words, bro. The vibe is mad, bro. And it just, it's, it's the jazz. So when I'm saying the second tune on my project that I'm going to send you, it reminds me of Wizkid's energy, but if he was a Jamaican, if that mm. makes sense, you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I would say that, and I would say also Get's album I've been, I've been taking in. Yeah. Um, I, I did take in Chip's album as well, um, but that was like, I feel like Chip, you have to you have to show respect to that one regardless. Um, is anyone else? Jay Hoss's music still gets a play from me. Same, bro. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I know that's it really, man. There's, other than that, it's just random singles. There's a woman called Ray Becker, and she released a tune called called Fingers Down. If you get a chance, pre that, fam, that, chink, that tune is life, bro. Mm, like, she yeah, just well. basically, she, she made a tune out of a challenge. There's already a challenge called Put Your Finger Down If Da 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 Da, and Put Your Finger Down If Da 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 Da. She made a tune out of that, but it's so cold, fam. Oh my God. It's not Rebecca, it's Ray Becker. Ray Becker. But yeah, whenever, right. when you get a chance, pre that, bro, trust me. Yeah, man, I will. All right, Vital, this has been an absolute pleasure, man. Um, any last words to the listeners? You want to tell them where they can find you as well? Um, I just want to say first, Liam, thank you. Um, I appreciate you um, for, you know, letting me come true to get to know. Um, Radioactive is the project, man. It's coming out in like two weekends from now. So end of March, you can get that. It's there. I want you guys to stream it. I want you to pre-order it now. I want you to pre-save it. I want you to put it on your playlist. I want you to really just enjoy it and take it in and let people know what you think about it. Um, if you want to find me or find a project, it's iamvital.co.uk, or you can search at vital0, or search my name, Vital Powers. Any of those three uh, methods should be fine. But yeah, man, again, Liam, thank you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, honestly, man, I'm really happy to have you on. Uh, looking forward to the tape. Like, yeah, you, you gassed it up for me now. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. So yeah, I'll be listening to that. And uh, yeah, man, so all sweet. the best of it.
Thank you, bro. That's some blessings, yeah? All right, respect, bro. Cool. Powers. Safe. Shout out Vital Powers, man. You know, when I initially had the idea for this podcast, he was one of the first guests that I thought, yeah, I want to get him on. And he did not disappoint. So big shout outs to him. Make sure you check out the new project, Radioactive, that's out now. Some bangers on there, as you could tell throughout when I was dropping them. So make sure you check that out support the thing shout out to the people that are still locked in let me recommend a TV show for you so this is quite new Um, I just finished it yesterday now it's on Netflix it's called Sky Rojo and basically it's in Spanish it's set in Spain and there's there are the storyline is there are three uh, hookers, prostitutes, you want to call them, and they work in this like massive nightclub, um, about brothel, and they have like an evil pimp who kind of runs the whole thing, and three of the girls end up attacking him, and they try and run away, and it's kind of just a cat and mouse chase, yeah. So it's uh, pretty mad still. It's from the creators of Money Heist. And yeah, you could kind of see similarities. Yeah, decent show, man. There are eight episodes. Yeah, eight. Yeah, there was eight episodes, half an hour an episode. And yeah, it's on Netflix. So check that out. All right, that's that, man. Big ups for listening, as always. Shout out the regulars. I want to shout out Larry David. I want to shout out Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, man. Big up yourselves. Safe.